Hey, you. Thanks for tapping into the Untapped Keg podcast, podcast where we explore different perspectives of sobriety, mental health, so that you can take something, implement it into your own life. Where we believe there's only one right way to sobriety, that's the way that works for you. I'm RJ Zimmerman, and I'm excited to be here today with therapist and owner of Justine Clark Therapy, Justine Clark. How are you doing today, Justine? I'm amazing, and it's so good to be here. I'm excited to have our conversation today. And for those who don't know you, could you give us a little bit of an introduction to yourself? Absolutely. Um, Well, I'm a mind, body, and soul therapist. I started off uh, as a cranial sacral therapist, uh, which is all about sort of nourishing and getting in touch with the nervous system. Um, and then I picked up some facial reflexology, which is much, much more about sort of specific Chinese medicine and uh, rebalancing meridians and things like that. And then I realized that, um, you know, I needed to start looking at myself as well. It was no good being a therapist who was hungover on a Monday morning or, you know, hungover on a Wednesday morning. And I just felt that there was a real disconnect um, in my life. So I then went and trained with this naked mind. I'm now uh, a freedom from, um, like to say, alcohol, but really anything that's holding you back. Freedom from negative belief. Um, Ooh, I like that one. (laughs) So basically, I'm a holistic therapist, helping you bring out uh, your best self, um, and by doing that, understanding actually what it is to be best self for you, like you're saying, it's a, it's an individual journey, and it's it's different for each of us. It absolutely is, and that's that's what I like to let people know is that my journey is definitely going to look different from your journey, and so there's things from mine that you might be able to take and use, but not everything is going to work because we're different people, different contexts, different everything so take something and see if it works and if it works great if it doesn't that's okay there's a different way and that's something that's really important um when you're looking to begin your journey no matter what it is and i love how you said the negative beliefs because so much of what i've learned on this is the parallels in the path of mental health addiction sobriety you know, escapisms, coping mechanisms that are becoming a detriment to your life, however you want to say it, all of this is useful across everything. And so that's why I'm excited to have our conversation today to really talk about the holistic approaches that we can take, whether it be therapy, coaching, or just going through life in general. 100%, 100%. 100%, 100%. Just even today alone, I'm I'm just so full of the deepest of gratitudes. I, I went to my first Christmas party today. It was a, a boozy lunch, um, and I turned up feeling sparkly, and I left feeling even more sparkly. I'm so happy because I can just feel liberated going for ginger beer and lemonade and, and leaving having had a lovely meal, really lovely connections with friends 
and zoom back to my clinic, talk to you, talk to clients, and go back on my journey for the weekend, rather than, and this is me being hand on heart, completely honest. You come home from a boozy lunch at this time of the day, it's what, half past three, kids are about to come home. I can just about wait for the kids to get home, then I'm like, the alcohol levels are falling in my body. I'm going to need to keep drinking all the way through Friday night um, just to make myself feel level again. And I'm so, so grateful that that's not my story. My story now is getting back to work, staying focused, clear-headed, look forward to tomorrow fresh as a daisy and do it all again. And that is something that is, you know, we kind of, we can end up taking for granted the longer that you get away from alcohol or, you know, whatever it is that you're using with, you know, weed, um, other drugs, the further you get away, the less you appreciate that clear headedness that you have, because it's just kind of there. So I, I really love to hear how much you're still appreciating and grateful for that, that clear headedness and being level, um, on this journey where you have been grateful and really utilizing a lot of different methods, especially therapy, coaching, different things. What, what was the start to realize the holistic approach to, um, to your journey, to bettering yourself and helping others? I think um, I can, I can remember at 21 having already had, you know, a childhood of tonsillitis and allergies and going to a you know a like a health food store and having an iridologist look at my eyes and go you know what you really need to do is you need to cut wheat you need to cut sugar and you need to cut alcohol and at 21 I was like I, I couldn't even begin to connect with what that might mean because it's so deeply entrenched in the society that I grew up in that I couldn't even imagine a life where I didn't have alcohol in it or the type of food that I was used to eating. That's how much my beliefs um, had to keep me safe. My beliefs were that I needed to fit into society by eating and drinking what everyone else ate and drunk. But I think maybe even from that moment onwards, I knew in the back of my mind that these things were, were not great for me. And I guess ever since then, I've known in myself that um, you're always kind of doing this seesawing balancing act between trying to do right by your body and knowing that one of the things you're doing or a number of things is doing the exact opposite. So it wasn't for me, I, I'm not, I, I wasn't an epiphany girl by any means. It's, it's been a, a gradual thing. And I think... Um, what I would say about this naked mind is it's liberating for those who feel that AA is almost like some kind of life sentence because we're not talking about addiction necessarily here. We're talking about freedom and that's a real new way of looking at life. So I'm free from the constraints of society telling me that I've got to eat um, a sandwich for lunch, pasta for dinner and wash it down with a glass of, or a bottle of red wine. You know, I'm I'm choosing to live authentically, completely in myself, and that takes courage, that takes vulnerability, and I have to, and I do that on a daily basis. 
But turning up for myself means I'm turning up for everybody I come in contact with. So um, I know that's a, a long answer to a, to a short question, but it's been a journey, and I'm so glad to be on it. Yeah, and it's something that I'm glad that you provided that context and that background because it really is something that, you know, when I was 19, 20, I had an understanding, honestly, even before that, like 17, 18, before I really started drinking, I knew that I was going to have um, some struggles when it came to alcohol. And it still, even though I, I wanted to be careful, it still ended up taking a hold of me. And with that, you know, having that, it allowed me to make the decision that I did. However, that's not um, how a lot of people have that in the back of their mind. Like, you know, alcohol is so entrenched in society across the board. So I love how you put a, a feeling like a life sentence or not drinking alcohol, feeling like a life sentence, because that's how we approach it. A lot of times at the start and now you being able to approach it from a sense of living authentically, living within yourself and being vulnerable. And the thing that we realize is it's not just with other people that you have to do that. It's with yourself, being honest with yourself, being vulnerable with yourself. And that's something that can sound counterintuitive. How, how am I supposed to be vulnerable with myself? It's just myself. But that's where the conscious awareness and when you can be mindful of some of the things that are going on inside of you and being honest about where it's coming from, it can really start to unlock a lot of doors to show up as you are. 100%. And I think when we first met, one of the things that uh, I really resonated with me is your understanding of, of that kind of self-awareness piece. It's more than mental health. It's actually about self-responsibility. And um, it's not that bad things haven't happened to us or that bad things don't happen to people. They do, and they, they do. They happen again and again. But it's about going, I'm here to hold myself dear, and I'm here to do whatever it takes to, to make my, myself feel better. And that means doubling down on self-care when, when times get tough. So, you know, um, as we come up to Christmas time and things are getting busier or a more stressful time, the days draw in, it, it's, it's a signal to me to go, right, I'm going to meditate in the morning and I'm going to meditate again in the afternoon and I'm going to take a hot bath as well. And I don't feel guilty for one second about doing those things because I know that the gifts I can bring to myself double up mm. with what I'm giving people because of that. Um, I'm also, I, I, I didn't mention my kinesiology, which is um, the fourth string to my uh, growing bow. Um, and in the kinesiology, we talk about emotional healing. So in, in order to facilitate uh, any kind of um, healing from disease or whether that be physical or mental, um, we need to understand which emotions need healing in ourselves and then we can approach how to heal them. And there are like, I'm sure you know about the core wounds. There are five core wounds that are, um, and one or other will resonate with, with you or I. Um, and it's about, not about 
digging those out and, and throwing them out the window, but it's about holding them dear, holding them tenderly, you know. I'm not enough. Okay, well, you're enough to me. How how, how do I make you feel that today? Oh, I don't know. Well, let's sit with that for a bit. Um, let's get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. I understand what it's like to not feel good today. It's okay to not feel good today. Starting to have a dialogue with things not being 100% great all the time. Um, starting to let yourself feel all the colours. Yes. <laughs> I just, the amount of positive vibes only, and I only want to feel good things, and how that can really work against what you are actually experiencing in the world is it's it shouldn't be understated how much that can keep you like stuck in quicksand right and i've i've started to take quicksand as a lot of my um metaphors when it comes to like comparison and not just comparing the good things but also comparing your stress because i notice a lot of people with positive vibes only and I only want to feel the good things you compare your stress to other people I don't have it as bad as someone who has gone through blank I have it better than people who are starving in Africa I don't have it as bad as people who are homeless right and what we do is we we allow ourselves to sink deeper into the quicksand by comparing our stresses with somebody else's you cannot carry somebody else's stress. You can only deal with the stress that you have in your life. And when you understand that and you can acknowledge and be grateful that you, the stresses that you have are the stresses that you have, right? However, that when you downplay them and you're like, I shouldn't feel stressed about this, you just add so much more stress onto yourself and it, it just, it digs you deeper. And that is a space that really people kind of look at and they're like, this is why I only want to talk about good things. This is why I only want to talk about the positive vibes. And whenever I hear positive vibes only, the first thing that comes to my mind is my friend Mindset by Dave, who talks about appropriate vibes only and how important that is. And I've really carried that when since I first heard him say it about almost two years ago. And it's like, it's just so important to understand. And so talking about everything that you just did and just being with yourself and understanding that you need to feel everything in order to feel your, in your true self and being able to show up as yourself. Um, it's so important. It's so important. When, um, when you have a, a client that is kind of in that positive vibes only or comparing their stresses to somebody else's, what are some things that are tips or tools that you kind of give them to help them begin to see that that is actually working against them and not working for them? Uh, well, first of all, I'll just briefly mention the cranial sacral therapy because most people are unfamiliar with it because it's quite a complicated name. Um, 
we work with a ne nervous system that is the cranium, the head, and the, the sacrum, the tailbone. So between, if you think about an embryo or a, a baby as it's growing in the womb or fetus as it's growing in the womb, it's this tiny little brain and then a fine. That's our primal self. That's our nervous system where it starts. So often when we're under stress and comparing ourselves, we start getting more tight and uptight and more, you know, um, it, it becomes a bodily thing, this comparison. So when I'm working with a new client, I'll always start with um, cranial sacral therapy, which is like a, a bath or a balm for the nervous system. So it takes that load off straight away, puts, reset switch, turns off that fight and flight response and gives you the space to feel safe uh, and held and you feel trust. And I think that's where those comparisons, we stop needing them because we're starting to go, ah, I feel safe just to be me right now. So basically I'm talking about taking away some of the BS that surrounds us, allowing your nervous system to drop into a state where it allows itself to be held. We don't allow ourselves to be held. We can be in really long-term relationships and and not be moved, not be touched in a way that makes us feel held or supported. So really what I'm saying is the first thing I do is help people see that they need to find some support for themselves. And that could be different for you um, than it is for me. But when I'm working with a client, it'll start with the cranial. And then we open a discussion and like with, like with the coaching work, it's just about listening, deeply listening and connecting with another human and, and hear their story. From hearing their story and, and truly listening, then the rest sort of beautifully unfolds. I don't know. Is that what your experience as well? Yes. Yeah, when you listen and sometimes people will think that they're done. And you just sit there and you wait because their point hasn't quite been made and you can tell and they go deeper and then yeah. they keep going deeper and you still just listen and they can open up for themselves what the core, you know, I would say challenge or struggle that they're experiencing is rather than just what's on the surface. And it's, it's one of those things where, they're used to stopping at that first one and somebody jumping in. But when you are able to just listen, just how much they open up and then they appreciate that somebody listened to them and you can start to see that they, they are working through the understanding that, oh, this is what I have been looking for. It hasn't necessarily been answers. It hasn't necessarily been you know, the, um, the behavior changes or things like that, it's actually being heard and seen. And that allows them to then open up to feedback and questions to walk themselves to the answers that they already know a lot of the time. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And I think, um, you know, there's so many tools and strategies that we've got that we can offer, whether it's a physical therapy, talking therapy, exercise, nutrition. We've got lots of tools 
but really throwing things at people is just going to give them another thing to do on their to-do list. Um, and really they'll just be overwhelmed and inundated even more than we are already. And the truth is we need to just cut ourselves some slack. That's it. <sighs> yeah, it is. <laughs> just, I mean, just hearing that is like, yeah, I need to do that too. I need to cut myself some slack. <laughs> I mean, be honest with me, be honest with me. Your to-do list today, is it achievable? Or have you just given yourself a lot to do in lots of different areas? It is actually achievable today. Now on Monday and Tuesday, was it achievable? No. <laughs> but today I've just, I've given myself a small list and then I'm going to allow myself to relax tonight. Um, part, of, part of it is because yesterday in the United States was a holiday. So today, half I would say half, pe half of people are off work and s still on a holiday. And then, um, you know, even this weekend, utilizing it for a long weekend. So I just gave myself three tasks that I already accomplished this morning and then being here with you and they after this i'm gonna go and hang out with some friends and just allow myself to to just be and not worry about what's gonna happen on monday but monday and tuesday i wanted to get so much done before the holiday that wednesday came around and i was like oh i didn't get half that stuff done and when i took a step back and i realized do i have to if i get this done is it going to move my business forward? Is it going to help my life in a way that completely transforms it? And the answer is no. So if I don't have to get that done right now, can I allow myself to rest a little bit and get, cut myself some of that slack? And I was able to, but I had to, I was very stressed at the start of that day that it was when I realized just how stressed I was that I was able to take a step back and be like, okay, where is this coming from? And am I doing it to myself? And how does it feel in my body? Oh, it, when, it, when you feel your shoulders and your back and your neck, like release that tension. I mean, Wednesday and last night was the best sleep I've gotten in about a month. And that's, that's something that I'm not, the greatest sleeper. So when I get really good sleep, I really appreciate it. And part of it is sometimes, and this sounds, this sounds really woo woo. This is, this sounds, um, it sounds like something that may not, you know, it's, it's silly. It sounds almost like you do as a kid or something like that. But I, yeah. And I, I asked my body, I just said, okay, let's get some good rest tonight. So I wake up feeling energized. And when I do that, when I remember to do that, it's amazing at how good of a sleep I actually get on those nights. Because I just ask myself for it. And I respond because that's something that I would like. And I, I'm not forcing it on myself, just asking would tonight be a good night? Can you please, right? And setting those intentions without the uh, 
pressure to follow through, it really can, you know, I guess, uh, set the path forward for you to actually come through with it. That makes sense. 100%. I, I agree with you. I've always been very much a to-do list girl. Um, must do this now. Must be very good at it. And mm. really, this is wholeheartedly, I would say, in the last, particularly in the last six months, I prioritise making sure that I'm feeling good in a day. That not only am I, yeah, first of all, am I above 50, am I below 50%? Because if I'm below 50%, I really am going to concentrate on myself. But before I get to below 50%, I make sure that, um, yeah, I'm really looking after myself and really simple things. And I know we bang on about it, but nothing in the human body works without water. We must be hydrated. Literally, the chemical reactions that need to take place in our body cannot happen if we don't have water. And for most of us, that is looking like three litres a day. That's a lot of water. Um, That's for humans to function. It's simple, right? And then nutritious food. The body needs protein. Feed the body protein. It needs protein three times a day, not just for muscle repair, but to make hormones in the brain. You cannot be happy without the right amount of protein. And I don't care what source the protein is, as long as you're getting it regularly through the day. So my body needs food and water. And hmm. sleep, I do. But that's not, you know, say have eight hours sleep is a bit of a challenge for some people because for whatever reason, they, they find it difficult to sleep. But we can all rest. We can all take rest. Take time to go, do you know what? Don't worry if you don't fall asleep straight away, but just rest here and see what happens. No drama, no stress. So, yeah. you know, my goals are much more simple now. My my goal my goal is to, to, to look after myself and therefore those around me. And that is such a great starting place too for the, you know, holistic approach to your mental wellness, right? Because you're not just talking about mental health, but your mental wellness. And then your physical well-being. And then you throw in the you, right? The soul, the however you would like to, you know, talk about or approach, whether that be religion, spirituality, um, you know, philosophies. There's so many different approaches and what works for you. But when you can tie those three things into yourself, you strengthen that mind body connection, which really is about, you know, really taking into account your nervous system. And I started doing that in, gosh, when was that April or yeah, April, May of this year. And that when I started to take that into account for my feelings and understanding that connection, it changed how my mind and body communicated and really strengthened what I think a lot of people refer to as intuition is really understanding the signals that are coming that your body's sending to your mind so that you can actually take in what it is the environment is telling you. And that to me is what we mean when we say intuition a lot of the time. Agreed. And 
Further to that, a lot of the reasons why we end up drinking or overeating or using substances is that we haven't allowed ourselves or we, we can't hear anymore what our intuition is saying. So we get to the point where we're overtired, overstressed, overwhelmed, thirsty, hungry, and we're shooting for some kind of quick fix, which is going to be caffeine, sugar, alcohol, other other drugs, because we're desperate. We're desperate to feel better, and our brain is telling us to feel better now so that we can carry on, you know, working harder. And I think, actually, I'm 10 times more productive than I've ever been by, by living this way because I have time to – it's lunchtime. Okay, I'll just, you know, I'm going to take some time and – it may have only been 20 minutes I eat for lunch, but it's the approach to which I take the time. And then mm. I'm back to it. You know, it's almost like I'm on a little hovercraft these days, a permanent hovercraft of intuition. It just it lightens the load. That's it. It lightens the load. So um, the other thing I would say is, if you're struggling with any of this, if, if people are struggling with, oh, my God, that sounds so good. It will be amazing to get there. I just want to, but I don't know where to start. That's where connection is really useful. That's where reaching out and finding a coach. Finding a coach or a, ther- a body worker, something that you can just tap into, you know, ideally do something once a, once a week, but, you know, once a month having someone that helps you get back on board the love train, the self-love train. You know, keep, we're going to keep, I keep finding new things to throw in there, you know, um, go to a cacao ceremony, have a sound bath, um, have fun, have fun. It's Friday. What are you doing? What, what's your fun Friday look like? Um, so I am going for a walk on a new trail, nature trail, and then there's a pop-up sober bar in the area so i'm going to go hang out there with some friends and after that i'm going to go with a friend to play some skee ball because every once in a while we just like to go play skee ball and you know see who emerges victorious this time which usually it's me i'm not gonna lie and (laughs) just allowing myself to feel the support of the people around me that aren't there because i can provide them something they're there because they enjoy the energy that I show up with and they just want to, you know, interact and provide me with the energy that they show up with. And that's it. And that sounds maybe odd to people, but just think about when you're around people who are negative or um, they just, they always find something little to complain about what does that do to your own mood and things like that well are you showing up around people with that little bit of negativity and i'm not talking about you're having a bad day i'm talking about it's something that is consistent right and just how does that affect the way that you're showing up the rest of the day and that's what i mean by your energy and can you just you know be there with somebody who's having a bad day without it affecting your own energy and how you're going to show up? Or, you know, is it something that drags you down consistently? And is that really 
somebody that you want to be around when it comes to having fun and trying to, you know, better yourself. And that's something that when you take that into account, it can really allow you to be around people who are going to fill your cup up and be yourself even more. So I guess I took that in a different direction too, but what does a fun Friday look for you, Justine? <laughs> well, look, it's, it's pretty much what you said. Like what I really loved about what you, what you were talking about is um, you're extending self-responsibility, the idea of um, nurturing and looking after yourself to be the, it's not your job to look after anybody else. Your job is to show up and look after you the best you can. Um, so I guess that's me too. Um, Friday night, tonight, I'm, I, I could go to a party. I could go and refresh my makeup and put my earrings back in and do all that stuff. But what I do is I go, Justine, what do you, what do you want to do? And I'm like, today, hmm, you know, I'm going to snuggle up with one of my daughters on the couch and watch a program. Her, her gymnastics is being cancelled tonight, so I don't have to be driving across town. So I'm going to use that opportunity to, to snuggle in on a Friday night and feel grateful that I can do that. Fun feels like freedom. Freedom feels like I don't need to go where the drink is. I don't need to stay in because that's where the drink is. I don't go somewhere because that's where the drink is. I don't feel social anxiety that I'm missing out on what's going on because the people that I care about, they look after themselves and they come to me when they want to touch base with me. So it's like, it's never about, it's never really been about the substance or about society for me. It's always been about the self. As soon as I can start nurturing and looking after myself, I can have a good time just sitting here and talking to you all night, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's like connection. And, yeah, connection. Mm. That's a, and that is such an incredible word that, has so many different meanings, but when you realize that connection is what you're looking for, it can allow you to, um, it can allow you to explore what that means and try it on different ways. And when you can find it, it allows you to really make the choices that best serve you and serve the people around you because that's what you're striving for. So Justine, as we're coming to the end of this, is there something that we haven't touched on that you would like to, um, you know, let the listeners know? Um, well, I, I, just furthering the idea of connection that you just said, I think it's so, so, such a beautiful thing. And I spent a lot of my time reaching outwards, trying to make connections with people. So what I would leave with is uh, the idea that we need to become more connected to ourselves. If you find that difficult reach out and find a wonderful therapist like you or I. Um, I'm sure that my Instagram handle's up there. Feel free to uh, reach out and talk to me. I'm always happy for a chat. Um, but it's about listening. Listening, deep listening to yourself and really listening to others. That would be what I would say. So rather than grappling for the next deal, the next, purchase, the next gift, the next anti-aging product, the next whatever, settle in, reach out, speak to someone you haven't spoken to a while, listen to what they really got to say and listen to your own heart. Yeah. Mm, 
That's so great. And, you know, speaking of Instagram, if people want to keep up with you, Justine, what's the best way they can do that? I would say uh, DM me or I think is my Instagram handle up on that will be up on this? Yep. Yeah, it'll be in the notes. It'll be in the show notes. So it's at Consult Justine. Mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to have a chat anytime. I love that. Thank and you so the, much. Oh, go ahead. The, the therapies are all too tricky to list, but mind, body, soul, it's all there. And that's something that, you know, that holistic approach that we talked about that we can overlook because my body's fine. What are you talking about? I don't have to worry about that. I'm just here for my mind. But when you really start to listen to all of it, it just allows you to be yourself at a different level. And that's, that's something that is, uh, that's the freedom that you have been talking about this and, you know, entire podcast. So um, I just, I want to thank you for being here, Justine. This was amazing. This is a great conversation and, you know, go follow Justine on Instagram at consult Justine and send her a DM. If you're interested in learning some more, this has been the untapped keg podcast podcast where we look at different perspectives of sobriety and mental health so that you could take something implemented into your own life. Marge Zimmerman. And let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. At least we don't make it. We tried. All right. I love you, everybody. Have a great week.